0: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It's on this night that we celebrate Maundy Thursday, that our Lord Jesus Christ will be taken away from us. He'll be arrested this night, brought to his trial, on his way to his crucifixion. But it's also on this night that before his arrest, our Lord will perform two very important acts, two very important ministries to his disciples, for his disciples, and for all of us. The church teaches us that when we look upon these two ministries that Christ does before his arrest, the church proclaims in unity that what stands before us to behold in our remembrance tonight Is the love of God manifest through our Lord Jesus Christ for his people, which means for his disciples on that night, but for on his disciples on this night. The love of God is what is placed before us. We've been talking about the nature of God since Palm Sunday being of self-emptying love for the benefit and salvation of all others. And I tell you that in these two ministries our Lord does tonight... We see this again, that we may behold it, that we may become it. The first manifestation of the love of God given to us tonight is when our Lord Jesus Christ would wash the feet of his disciples, as noted in our Gospel reading from the Gospel of St. John chapter 8. And we're told that our Lord Jesus Christ, in the presence of his disciples, he disrobed of his normal garb. And he put on and clothed himself with the garments of the lowest of humanity in that day and in that culture, the common servant. And then he proceeded to perform one of the lowest duties that a common servant in a household would perform. And that is to wash the filthy and the dirty feet of his disciples that evening, those he loved. And when he was done washing the feet of his disciples, he looked at them and he taught them and he said, As you have witnessed me do for you this night, so you do now for one another. As always, let's really examine what we are beholding tonight when our Lord washes the feet of his disciples. I want you to think of it this way because it's true. The word of God. Who was arrayed in glory before all time, disrobed of his glory, and he made himself lowly fallen mankind to join our humanity, our fallenness, our brokenness to his perfection, to his holiness, to his divinity, that we might ascend once again to the glory that was once bestowed upon us at creation. That we were created both in the image of God to grow in his likeness, his virtues, his very nature. The Lord, who is the creator of all life. The one who had created each of these disciples in the room with him. The one who had breathed life into them in their mother's womb. Now bows before them. And he proceeds to cleanse them. To wash them. To wash the dirt off of their feet and the dirt by the way he created also. I tell you that you and I will never find a greater display of love and humility than that which is in Christ manifest in this very act. The humility that chooses to become less so that others can become more. And then what he's really truly saying to his disciples after washing their feet and humbling himself and showing them this humble love. He's really saying, my friends, what you have beheld tonight is the very love of God, for I am God doing this for you. Now become the love of God to one another and become the love of God to be manifest to this world, the world to whom I came to bring this great salvation. St. Augustine puts it this way about the humility and the love of our Lord. He said this act, the washing of the feet, literally is done by many when they receive one in hospitality. For when the body is bent at the feet of a brother, the feeling of humility is made to rise in the heart of mankind. St. Leo the Great, he said this. Nothing is stronger against the wiles of the devil, dearly beloved, than the kindness, mercy, and generosity of love, through which every sin is either avoided or conquered. My friends, you and I, it is impossible for us to sin against God, to sin against one another, When we take the posture of humility, washing one another's feet, elevating others above ourselves. We cannot sin when we do this. We're saved from sin, kept from it. And I tell you that in the washing of the feet, the agape love of God is what's being manifest for us. And this is what we're to attend to. And we will attend to in the very ministry of the washing of the feet tonight. Our Lord sets His love before us. The second manifestation of the love of God given to us in in this night is the very institution of the Holy Eucharist. His body, His blood. From the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 22 we hear these words. When the hour had come, Jesus sat down and the twelve apostles with Him. Then He said to them, listen to these words. With fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Do you hear those words? With fervent desire, I desire to eat this Passover with you. This is the voice of desire for fellowship. God Almighty in Jesus Christ, who is our God, is so longing for fellowship disciples, that he says with fervent desire, I've longed for this, that word fervent desire, it means an incredible longing, it's as if he's saying, I cannot tell you how long I have waited to fellowship with you over this bread and wine, my body and blood, this is what our Lord is saying, and why, why such longing in the heart of God himself, To sit at table and fellowship through his own body and blood with his people, the bread and wine. Because, my friends, I'll give you two reasons. One, the Eucharist is absolutely a blessed table of fellowship, it's a table of intimate fellowship between God and his beloved adopted sons and daughters. Where God pulls up a chair, if you will, and sits at table with us, inviting us to come and sit at table with Him. This really came home to me when a a friend of mine, who was a mentor of mine when I was first looking in and searching for the apostolic faith, and his name was Malcolm, and he was a wonderful teacher. And Malcolm shared with me this story. Malcolm was asked to go to the Middle East to do a week-long series of teaching every night. And so he went. And every night he was there, after the teaching, which would go a little bit late into the evening, there was one of the the members of the church there, an older gentleman with a number of family members, every night he would come up to Malcolm and he would say, Malcolm, please, come to our house and dine with us. And Malcolm, God bless him with all the jet lag that he was going through, the weariness from preparing and teaching. He looked at him and said, God bless you for your offer. I've really got to go rest. We have to get to it tomorrow. Every night the man would come to him with this offering. And on the last night that Malcolm was teaching, the man came up to him, but his face was very different this time. He could see pain and hurt and disappointment in the face of this man. And he looked at him and he said, my friend, what's wrong? And he said, Malcolm, every night I've invited you to come and dine with my family. You see, I don't think you understand what the invitation really is. Because, see, in our culture here in the Middle East, when we invite someone into our homes to sit at table with us and share a meal, we're not looking to fill their bellies. When we invite someone to come into our home," And we put a plate of food before them and we sit with one another. We invite them to do so because the entire intention is we want to share all that we are with you. And we want you to share all that you are so that we have fellowship. You see, Malcolm, when we invite someone to come to the table and sit with us and dine, we invite you to become part of our family. We invite you to become one with us. And then it dawned on him what Eucharist was all about. Our Lord Jesus Christ longed to celebrate this blessed feast. Because my friends, like the old man, he calls us to the table. A table of knowing. A table of sharing. A table of love. A table of oneness. A table of fellowship. That when we dine with the Lord our God... He shares everything that he is with us. Just like on the road to Emmaus after he taught the two disciples all day long when he broke bread, it said he was revealed to them and they knew him. The Eucharist is the love of God manifest in sharing of himself with us. And not only that, the blessed invitation, even in the depth of our brokenness, to come and sit at table with divinity himself. And to share all that we are with him. That the two might know one another. Grow with one another. Be one with one another. You're hearing this invitation. The divine offers fellowship with the most broken. So that the broken may find joy and peace and healing and redemption again. The second reason our Lord Jesus Christ longed to have this meal with them is because he knew he was going to the cross to offer his body, to offer his body and blood for the life of the world, for the sake of us all. He was going to the cross that his body might be broken so that the giver of life could be truly the bread of life, giving us life by his body as we take it into ourselves. And that he would shed his blood so that the wine becoming blood would be literally every time we take it. For the washing of our souls of regeneration and forgiveness and great comfort to the conscience. To mend us, to heal us, and to wash away our sinfulness. Where he takes it and forgets it and remembers it no more. You see the Eucharist is the endless self-offering of a loving God to his beloved children. The endless offering of himself. This is why he longed to celebrate it with the disciples. He longed to celebrate it with them because he longed to offer them the antidote to death. And the gift of life eternal. And the experience of true fellowship, eternal fellowship. That doesn't begin after we die, it begins when we come to this table. He offers it to us. In the love being made manifest tonight in the washing of the feet. And the love manifest to us in holy Eucharist being offered. My friends, let us behold love himself that we might become love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.